Thursday morning. Ooh, it's a bright, crispy, cold Thursday morning. Which means I'm sipping on a tasty cup of coffee and I'm sitting down in my chair and it's time for a little bit of a podcast. Oh, wait. I think I got some topics. I think I got like little, little bits and pieces I want to talk about. But the first thing <clears throat> is a, I, I gotta fucking just say this. Move the fuck in on trams. I don't know what it is <laughs> in the past. I don't know, like week or so, but this has been driving me insane. Um, the number of fucking people I've seen that get into a tram and then just stand there in the fucking door, and people are uh, people are trying to come in, and they see the people trying to come in, and they just stare blankly at them. Well, I don't know what to do because I'm gonna get off at some point. I'm gonna get off at some point, so I gotta stay right here next next to the door. I don't fucking understand. I even I was trying to think. Like, I was trying to think. Like, okay, is it a is it, could be a learnt behavior, you know? Maybe maybe you, you got trapped. <laughs> you got trapped at the back of a crowd on a tram one time and you missed your stop. Oh god. Or perhaps um or perhaps you've you've just um, moved into into Melbourne, which is not uh, the most densely populated city in the world. <clears throat> perhaps you come from a place where the public transport is um fucked. Uh, and there's room for improvement here, but but it's not fact. <laughs> You know, um, but it's the lack, but still, even if, even if it's a learnt behaviour, like even if previously you've had to, it's just, um, what is it? One for, um, what is it? Not all for one. Everyone for themselves. Jesus, everyone for the fucking selves. Um, even if you've, even if you experienced that previously, then you still have no spatial, uh, situational <laughs> awareness in a fucking tram. Better on trains. There's bigger doors, bigger doors in in, in in trains. I saw someone walk up the uh, standing at the top of the stairs with their arm holding the pole, and people trying to move in. There's plenty of fucking space, plenty of fucking space in the back, and they just stand. And then I, I don't know what I don't know what, what to do. And then people are trying to push through their arm, and then they begrudgingly take their arm off the off the um pole. We're not moving, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. This has been driving me nuts. I'm getting to the point now. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to be this guy. I don't know if I want to be the guy, but I feel it. It's getting close. I've done it a couple of times where I've, t- I've just, not loudly, not angrily, but just say, can we move in, please? Can we move in? Everyone, can we keep moving? Keep moving into the tram, please. Um, I don't know if I want to be that guy, but it's getting to the point. You've got to fucking say something, right? Oh, Christ. It just speaks to, um, it's the same thing as like people who come barreling out of a shop. Um, they were there buying some uh, boutique soaps and then they barrel out of a shop. Uh, and especially when there's a group of them. Oh, and there's a big fucking group of them. Especially, uh, I see a lot with like a middle aged, um, <laughs> nah, let's not signal, let's not signal anyone out. My rant will be, um, generic enough. Um, come barreling out of a fucking shop, five abreast, and then just stand around, hand on hips, one hand on a bag of boutique soap, going, well, where should we go next? Fucking anywhere but the middle of the walkway, please. (laughs) God, I'm, yeah. The tram thing has been pissing me off. It's been pissing me off real, real bad. Uh, I don't want this to be, uh, just rants, but it's, it's driving me insane. I think it just speaks to a uh, a very um, 
closed off way of moving through the world. I think that's the issue. It's the same people, you know, the people who fucking hoon past a tram on their in their car, um, people who cut people off without fucking looking. Um, you know, there's plenty of places where you do it, but just that that lack of situational awareness thinking they're like, oh, I'm the only person. I'm the only person that I need to worry about. If I'm worrying about myself, then it's all be fine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Last night we launched a book. Last night we launched a book at, at, at Radio Talk, Vibe Union Radio Talk, at Radio Bar. We launched a poetry book. Um, and that was fucking cool as hell. What if I got a copy? Um, within arm's reach. I don't. I don't. Um, we launched a book. And it's the first thing that we've done that's like really like a tangible thing you can buy. <laughs> so we actually fucking made money, which was a, a, a crazy feeling. Um, it felt dodgy. We just had a, a cardboard box and like, hey, you want a fucking book? And I'm like, well, there you go, one of those. Um, but yeah, we, la- we launched a book. And it, um, I think I was talking about, was it in the, yeah, I think I was talking about either in the blog or maybe one of my previous podcasts. Uh, um, that sense of just giving a space to people um, is a really, really special feeling. A really special feeling. Um, and just and making it... Uh, yeah, I said that to making it tangible. I said that to someone last night. I said um, that... Uh, they were saying, this is great. This is great that I have, I have a book. And yeah, you, have, you now are holding a book of poetry that you're in with a bunch of other people. That's fucking cool as hell. It's... Um, it's not hard to do. It's not hard to get a, a a little book published in this day and age, which is which is really fun. Cool. You can buy it all over the place. You can buy it on Amazon and and Barnes and Noble and um, Dimmix um, <clears throat> for stupid prices. I don't know why they're so expensive on there. Best to buy it from us. Only twenty bucks. Um, but it was really really cool. And there was a poem last night. There was a poem last night um, that really got me thinking. Because I'm in the process of, um, I talked about some, I think on the first podcast, uh, about finishing an album, finishing an album. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Like I've got the songs written and they're mostly recorded and they're partly mixed as well. And I'm getting some features done. I've only got like two more features to record and then we're good. Um, <clears throat> and I listen to it all the fucking time. I, I, whenever I'm on a tram, if I'm not uh, raging at someone, I'm listening to my own al- <laughs> listening to my own album. <laughs> Sounds um, impossibly narcissistic. Uh, I'm listening for faults, you know. I'm listening to find out what I don't like, what I want to redo. Um, get my head into it, and it's to that point when I don't know when it's going to be finished. And, um, that's, so what was the quote? What was the quote from this poet, uh, that they said last night? And I don't think their poet, their quote, um, saying that they've heard, that I'm sure we've all heard is, uh, art is never finished. It's only abandoned, abandoned, um, which, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really, that's why I really enjoy enjoy doing my covers. I do enjoy doing the covers for my album or what have you. Because once I slap a cover on a th- something like the like the uh, yeah the album cover, then I'm like it's done. Now it's a thing. However, I have the album cover for the album. Well, at least I think so. I don't know. I might change it, but um, <clears throat> putting that package together, ready to go out into the world, is a really fucking good feeling. Getting to that final point, um, where you can actually feel like. You're allowed to move on. You're allowed to move on. 
that's what I'm that's what I'm scared about with with that's what I yeah get really frustrated by when it comes to this part of the process when it comes to um, finishing stuff. I like finishing stuff a lot, uh, and a lot of artists struggle to finish shit, which I totally understand that um, issue. But um, I a lot of artists sit on the same thing for a long, long, long time. And this album is I'm sitting on this for too long. I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. I want it to. I want it to be finished. So I can move on to the next thing. Luckily, I've got other things I can work on at the same time. So I guess that I still get that feeling. But um, <clears throat> that sense of uh, sense of movement, sense of movement. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't really like. I don't think I need a sense of progress. <laughs> Obviously, you want a sense of progression. You want to feel like you are uh, getting better. Um, with your art and you want to feel like you're getting more recognition for your art, of course, you're only human, come on. But um, that sense of movement, I think, is more important. Um, It takes the pressure off for a start, but it also takes the, yeah, it makes it seem much more, again, uh, achievable, tangible, um, that you can just keep creating the next, you've, you've got the next thing, you've got the next thing. Um, <clears throat> I had this feeling at the start of, of writing this album that it was like, oh, this is going to be, um, I guess because every time, uh, rap is one that like, I think I've, I, I know I've got like a, maybe a unique style, but in terms of like tightening up my technical ability, I'm just, I'm taking the longest road to get there. There have been so many other people who I've seen who are like, start rapping for a year or two and just sound fucking clean as hell. And it's great. Um, I think I have my writing ability because I've been doing that for a long time. I have a unique writing style, but in terms of actual just like sound, (laughs) which is the most important part, what does it actually fucking sound like? Uh, I think it's taken a long time. Which means whenever I release something, whenever I put something out and then I look back on it, I'm like, ah, that's not the best representation of me now. So I got to make something else. I got to make the next thing that that's going to be a better representation. And that's what this album was. Uh, that's what I had that feeling with this album. I had that feeling with the EPs that I dropped uh, last year or this year. I don't fucking remember. Um, that feeling of like, <clears throat> yeah, I got to, I got to show, uh, what, where I'm at now. But then when you're working on a piece for months, years, maybe, um, uh. then, <laughs> then, um, is that a representation of yourself? Or I guess the art can change uh, with you um, and maybe it can be a bit easier depending on what you're representing. Like if it's your voice or if it's your writing, if it's very personal writing though, like that's that. How do you write a song, for example? Like um, uh, it must be an interesting experience. Like imagine like, uh, so yeah, old, uh, older musicians who have written a classic fucking track, you know? And then they have been playing that same song. Maybe they wrote a, a heartbreak song. They wrote a breakup song about a, a, a relationship that went south. And then they have to play that over and over and over and over again. Surely you lose all um, connection to the original feeling, right? <clears throat> but then is that kind of is that kind of part of the process? Is that kind of part of the process? Like the, then now the audience has taken it, and now you're now you're actually maybe you're feeding off what they're uh, giving back to you. <clears throat> Maybe once the art is finished, once you're done with it, then you give it to the audience. And when you go and perform, 
that piece. Um, I mean, it de- depends on what medium. Ow. <laughs> that hurt. What medium you're doing. <laughs> Scratched my chair and it hurt my nail. Um, uh, when It depends on what medium. So if you're doing songs, yeah, if you write a song and then, you, then you, you've, you've moved on from that song, but you're still going to perform it over and over and over again. Uh, but if the people know that song, then when you go to the gig, maybe you are trying to actually just take the, their energy and put that into your song. That's your that's your emotional connection to that song now, because um, maybe that yeah maybe that original um, <coughs> emotion is is gone. <coughs> that's a some sort of theory. <coughs> um, I has what we have we had um uh, quick tangible positive feedback. Excellent, excellent. That was right. So I had two topics, and now I've realized they can be tied together. Um, that sense of movement, that sense of movement. Um, those long-form projects, uh, the ones that take a long, long time, how do you find that motivation to keep working on that same fucking project, that same fucking project over and over and over again, polishing and polishing and polishing and polishing? Like... Obviously, there's the, the the there's the beautiful space if you can get it. Ah, oh, it'd be heaven to get to the point when, um, say, if you're a recording artist, you've written some songs and then you record those songs and then you give them to someone else <laughs> and then they mix it and then they master it and someone else has done the artwork and then the record label they promote it and they put it out there. Ah, oh, bliss. <clears throat> and then they you know and then they rip you off and don't actually give you any fucking money because fuck record labels. Uh, major record label, you know. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but still, uh, that freedom, that freedom to um, just just work on the thing. And because, uh, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. But I, I, but I really enjoy all those parts. I enjoy the mixing. I enjoy the mastering. I enjoy doing the cover. Hell, sometimes I enjoy the fucking marketing. You know, I actually enjoy all that process. I enjoy uploading onto onto the web and what have you. <laughs> the web, it's like a fucking old man. Um, but the maintaining that emotional connection to the piece of that throughout that, uh, I find really, really, really difficult. <clears throat> Which is why I think you need other either other projects or something in the project that is a nice, tangible, instant bit of feedback. Um, and like mine at the moment, what I think, actually, I think this, I think like doing the podcast, um, painting my miniatures and what have you, like look, these little projects where I can put out something is, um, really important to me because I, I need, I need that, uh, sense of movement forward by putting out these things. Um, not even necessarily putting them out so I can get like a little bit of praise. So obviously... Obviously, gorgeous. You know, you want to be praised. You want to have some positive feedback. Um, no doubt. No doubt. But uh, I think it's more for me. I think it's just more for the end of, when you get to the end of the day and you've got something. You've got something. Instead of you listen back to the song you've been listening uh, to, you've been working on for days, months, years, what have you, and then you're like, I, I don't, I don't, I know what I did today, but I, really, I don't really hear the fucking difference, you know? Is that song worth polishing and polishing and polishing and polishing? Um, it was interesting, yeah, so the, like this this poet and, and a few other poets that, um, that I've spoken to talked about, in fact, someone else talked about it last night, um, 
rewriting poems over and over again, like to to absolutely perfect them, which uh, I find in, that's an that's an interesting that's an interesting place. I don't think I've done that. I don't think I've ever written. I don't think I've ever rewritten poems. I don't think I've ever polished up poems. Though I have also don't write a lot of poetry. I definitely have rewritten some some lyrics. Um, but usually it's like scrap a verse, write a new verse, and put that together. Um, but that sense of yeah, rewriting something, which especially something that is, um, if it was a really if it was a really emotional thing at the start, or if it was based on a very particular thing, then refining and refining and refining is like, are you are you moving further away from the original intention? I think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't I don't agree with that concept. I'm just, I'm just running around at the moment, but. Um, I don't think that's true because, well, that's focusing more on the craft. Yeah, I think there's that, there's, um, people think that art is really, uh, um, it's pure inspiration and there's pure heart and soul being dripped onto the page or put into, into a song. It's all very romantic. It's complete bullshit. <laughs> complete trash right there's not it's not like you gotta you have to have that you have to have that as the core that has to be the beating heart at the core of it um <clears throat> but then you also have to get good at your craft um and, and and polishing something over and over again can be a good fucking way of doing it though my approach my preferred method is just fucking put it out there just do something and then move on to the next one Though, does that mean does that mean that that piece will be less polished? Maybe, maybe. But then people then might like that as well. You know, I mean that depends on what your audience is. So some people will really like the rough nature of it. Um, I mean, fucking like you know, punk music and and, and I don't know whatever. I feel like blues music as well. Um, I love uh, SoundCloud trap. You know, there's there's some uh, rough examples or jam bands. You know, <clears throat> what about fish? Uh, I never thought I would use fish as an example of anything, really. Um, but there you go, fish. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a beautiful thing about going and seeing something that is really really raw and really and unrefined. You know, seeing just that raw um, uh, energy from other human beings just put forward, and, and you just go, oh wow, cool. That's that's uh, that's fascinating. That's <laughs> that's real, baby. That's real. We were talking about this on the other podcast, which hasn't dropped yet, so I shouldn't get into it too much, but we're going we're gonna to delve into that more uh, about talking about AI on the Vibe Union podcast, which is a fucking great episode. That was a great episode. I had so much fun talking with Jason and Izzy, um, last name redacted, um, about AI and art and the reason for creating. Um, and I guess, yeah, like I really enjoy the process. I really enjoy the process. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the final piece is really, really important. I want to be. I want to be more proud of my of my own work. I want to be happier with my final pieces. Um, but I get to the. I get to the point when I see like this. I. Uh, I don't. I'm getting diminishing returns. I'm getting diminishing returns at this point. If I keep chiseling away the same fucking piece over and over and over and over again, um, I just lose my mind. I lose interest. I really enjoy the that initial spark, um, obviously, because it's the best part of creating. Obviously, it's the best part of creating, right? Is that initial inspiration, and so you're kind of chasing that. <clears throat> um, so you, I don't know. There's a there's a balance, isn't there? There's 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 a middle ground in there somewhere. 
don't know. I don't really have a. I don't really have a point today. I just think. Um, I think it's. I, I. I think it's dangerous to be too much of a perfectionist, and to just chisel away at the same thing uh, day in day and day out. And in fact, like that chisel metaphor, you know, like the, let's use that as our metaphor right now. Is that, you know, you start with a a hunk of rock and you start chiseling away and you keep refining and refining and refining, but it's a subtractive process and eventually you will grind it down into dust. Um, now that sounds smart because it's a beautiful analogy. <laughs> it doesn't mean it means anything. <laughs> I encountered someone recently. I encountered someone recently. This is fucking stupid. This is crazy, but it's a common tactic. Um, <clears throat> And I got a thing last night. Like uh, I said something like, uh, "What did I? What did I fucking say?" Uh, Fools and their money are easily easily um, parted. Fools and their money are easily parted. Uh, and I got like, "Oh, that's really good." Uh, and it's not mine. It's not mine. It's, an, it's like an ancient proverb or something like that, right? Um, but <laughs> isn't that funny? Like you say something. Um, like I've just gone on this long-winded fucking ramble about uh, when is art finished. And then you can kind of sum it up in a in a fun little uh, analogy, like the fucking chisel thing. That chisel thing has boiled it down so simplistic that like, does that mean anything? <laughs> now proverbs are great, you know, like little sayings are fucking great. They're great for getting a complex idea across very very quickly. Um, but it is funny how like that sounds. Oh, it sounds so fucking clever. And then um, it leaves you with sort of nothing. <laughs> And so I had this encounter recently <clears throat> where someone, we were talking about this kind of stuff, we were talking about creativity in general, and they kept coming up with these um, complex analogies, which I really enjoy a, a nice quick analogy like that, like, you know, a couple of, a couple of lines really good, because um, it does, it, it pretties it up, you know, it, it puts a little bow on the conversation, you need that, you need, maybe that's your, that's your little um, quick tangible positive feedback during a conversation, during your exploration of ideas as you, as you, as you converse with your, with your mate over a pint. Um, uh, and then, yeah, uh, so you, now you feel good about what you've, now you now say, oh, now I understand all of what, everything I've been saying has a meaning because I put this thing behind it. But the other people who use that really fucking well are scammers. They'll come up with a fucking quick little phrase that they can throw at you that means a really stupid like obvious thing, but they wrap it up in this little fucking package. And I can't remember what theirs were, but I saw a fucking thing online recently. This is a stupid tangent, but it's my podcast. You know, fucking all seven, ten of you who listen. Um, strap in, baby. Um, I was watching a reaction video to um, some sort are, are they a pickup artist or are they, uh, I think it's like a fucking incel bullshit thing, right? So they're trying to teach men how to, how to, um, how to be strong, masculine men, like they were in the good old days. Back in the good old days, when men went, when men were men, and so were women. Um, and he had this phrase called "holding frame." <laughs> it's so stupid, and I've seen it fucking around now. Now I've seen it around, but I, I watch a lot of fucking dumb political content, as I've said. So, yeah, I'm gonna fucking see that shit all the fucking time. Holding frame. This fucking person was saying that it means, like, women like men who can hold a frame. Hold frame. And what it is, is in uh, intense situations, you keep your cool. Which we already have phrases for that. Keep your cool. Fucking keep your head. Keep a level head. Like, holding frame is basically just, like, you want to stay commanding and dominating and strong, making quick decisions of being a leader. 
These are all concepts that we already have. We have great analogies for them. We have great uh, little phrases for them. And it's not a fucking revolutionary idea in the set in the slightest. And but you wrap it up in this little fucking thing, makes you sound smart, and then suddenly you can get your misogynistic uh, fucking um, viewpoints past a bunch of dumb cunts, and they're like, "Yeah, I just got to hold frame. That's what women like. That's why women don't appreciate me." Now I've got to hold. I'm going to learn how to hold frame. I'm not going to learn how to respect women. <laughs> I'm not going to learn how to be a good partner. I'm not going to learn how to fucking make everything equal. Or have self-respect. Actually have self-fucking-respect. Like, you can't wrap you up an entire complex human being into just the simple idea of just like, oh, keep you cool, mate. If you're a real man, you just keep you cool. Hold frame. Hold frame and then you get the fucking ladies. Stupid. Oh, my God. And I heard it in real life. Someone fucking had a phrase about creativity. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. Um, and... Uh, I don't know if they meant to do it. I don't know if they meant to do it. Um, and maybe I do it. Maybe I fucking do it as well. Maybe I've done it in this podcast. Um, perhaps a podcast is a better place for it, maybe, than a conversation. I don't know. But, <laughs> but for me, it's a big fucking red flag. If someone, if they repeat it over and over again, I think that's the thing, right? Like, I like, an, as I said, like a nice little analogy, a little bow um, to wrap things up in. But if you keep fucking, you keep hitting it, you keep, you, you found one, you know, you found one. Because this video was like a 10 minute video and it's just like example after example. I was like, well, see what happened here is he held frame. And see what you need to do is you need to hold frame. What women are looking for in this day and age are men who can hold frame. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you want people who aren't fucking flipping out in a, in a situation? Yeah, of course. Doi, not a big fucking revolutionary idea. Calm the fuck down. Um, stop making these videos, go out and meet some, meet some people. I know that's, that's, you know, that's a simplistic answer. Obviously society is difficult and, um, men are lonely as are many women, you know? Um, so that's a complex issue that can't, that I can't, uh, just tell him, just go out and meet some people. But I, he also can't fucking boil it down to, uh, that's what, that's what all women want is men who can hold frame. Ay, 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 you fuck yourself, huh? Huh? All right. Um, what are we up to? Only oh, 25 minutes. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Um, I don't have to go. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to go um, uh, for 45 minutes, but I like to try and get at least a half an hour. Here's the other thing. Here's another thing that came up last night. Um, it's funny, like some, yeah, some, some weeks doing this, I can run my mouth for 45 minutes and it flies by and sometimes, uh, I get to this point, 25, 28 minutes and I go, ah, oh, shit. Blah. I've run out. I've run out. But I was thinking last night, um, of people who, cause there's a lot of people who come through to poetry and, and had their first performance, have their first performance, um, uh, on stage reading poetry or maybe their first performance ever in any capacity. And um, I've, 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 I've had that thought before of just like, it's, it's, I still get nervous doing poetry because uh, I think it's a very vulnerable place to be, especially in that space, you know, like when you know some people, I think it's easy when you don't know some people. Um, but uh, my nerves kind of come up in the last 10 minutes and then I'll read and then I'll get off and I'll calm down and have a beer. Um, while other people who are reading for the first time, I remember, I remember going to places and I would be sweating, I'd be shaking, and I'd be thinking about it all fucking day. That's the thing, like, is this huge fucking lead up to this moment, and then the moment is fucking two minutes, five minutes, 
That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Like the same with um, like we've got the we've got the our EP launch for the band coming up for for Kelsey Jean and the Bad Health, June thirtieth at the Retreat Hotel. Get your tickets. Link in description. Probably not. I never remember to put links in the description. Just fucking go. You know, go on my Instagram and or go on Kelsey's Instagram. Come on. <laughs> go to vibeunit.com.au. There you go. Um, we got this. We got the we got the launch coming up. And it's really, it's a scary place. It's a, it, launching is terrifying. Oh, okay, this is going to tie back into the other thing. Ha, <laughs> it all comes around. You dickheads, you thought I was going off on a random tangent. That has nothing to do with anything. Well, I'm going to tie it all together. Fuck you. I don't know why I go aggressive towards you. I'm so sorry. I got excited. I thought I was going to, I thought this episode was um, about to turn to shit. Um, oh fuck, and now what we're talking about. So you've spent all this time, you've made the piece of art, and then you mixed it, you mastered it, you did the album cover, uh, we, we got someone else to do the album cover, we put it all together, we've uploaded it, and we've been working, 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 and there's this sense of uh, building tension, you get into that moment where it's all going to launch, and then the launch is 45 minutes on stage, you know? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, isn't that a weird, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but I think... Um, again, like the romantic idea of creation, like you get in your head, like from the films <laughs> that like, um, there's going to be that moment where you're like, Oh, I finally get on stage and I do the thing and everyone's standing in their seats applauding. Oh my God, you've done the thing. And then the credits roll. And so that moment is internalized in, in time forever. That's why a fade out works really well on a song. <laughs> it took me years to realize I watched a fucking, I watched a, I think like a Vox video about it. Um, that if you fade out a song at the end, then that song goes on forever. That song never ends. I really like that idea. I really like that concept. Great use of a fade out. That's why you should use fade outs. Because um, then your song never ends, which is cool. <clears throat> very cinematic. Very cinematic tactic. Um, but it does end. It does end in real life when you're up on stage. You've got 45 minutes or maybe an hour. Maybe an hour or so. But... Um, all that t- all that time was worked up to this one moment. There is this genuine thing is like like post release blues, like post release depression. I feel it every fucking time, and I've sp- spoken to friends as well, um, people that I've worked with, people that we've worked on an EP together with, and then you and then you put it out, and then a month goes by, and you're like, oh shit, life's the same. <laughs> life's the same, you know. Like you worked on a thing, and then you put the thing out, and life is the same. Um, not always, you know, you will see uh, genuine um, growth uh, and, and in terms of your fan base and what have you. And and even having, and may, maybe ages later, you might have one person go and say, oh, I really like that project. And they're like, oh shit, I haven't thought about that project in ages. That's really nice that people still listen to that. That's really cool. And that makes, that does make it all worth it. You know, there's, once you realize that those small connections are the things that actually make it all worth it, those are the things that keep you going. But there is that moment after the release, when you go to bed, when you go to bed after the big night, you go, you've, you've, you've put out the thing, you've worked so hard for it, and then you go to bed that night and you feel, oh shit, it's well, that's done now, that's done. What do I do next? Do I do it? Do I, do I do it, do it again? Do I just do it again? Is that what I do? Um, maybe that's the may, oh, is that the fear? Is that the fear? Is that why it's scary to finish the art piece? Because then you've, it's done and you are done. <laughs> You're finished. You finished it. And now you are back to the blank page. And that's the scariest place to be is the blank page. 
post-release blues. It's fucking yeah, I yeah. Obviously, it's so funny they like, talking about that kind of stuff. You know, like um about how do you write? What do you write about the 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 depression that comes from writer's block um and the depression that comes from post-release you know like it's it sounds like because oh you're making art like how hard can it be um soul crushing (laughs) you're not starving to death you know you're not fucking in poverty because your album didn't do bloody well you know like i mean like that's a broad fucking statement of course like you know particular situations but in generally speaking yes you know you're making art you are not uh dying from cancer you are not fucking um whatever there's a million things that are worse than being an artist. There will be more soul crushing. Um, but that is, uh, what's that? There's a fallacy about that. I can't remember what it, what it is. An argument fallacy. It's, it's a stupid argument. I fucking hate this argument that gets used all the goddamn time. Um, it's like, well, basically, yeah, you can't complain because kids are starving in Africa. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, kids are starving in Africa, and we should do something about that. We uh, and people are trying to do something about that. You know, we got to fucking <laughs> we got to collapse capitalism. But that doesn't mean that my toe doesn't hurt when I fucking stub it. You know, <laughs> of course it's relative. Like, of course, like yes, it's not the same thing. Yes, people are suffering more, but like in your reality, like the way humans perceive their reality means it's very fucking real. Like, regardless of how you know, like, you know, fuck the rich, but, yeah, if you're sad and you're a rich person, yeah, of course you're still sad. Of course you're still sad. It's still hurt. It still hurts. It's still the same pain that I feel, that you feel. Um, so that, like, uh, oh, it could be worse is fucking shite. But so it is soul-crushing when you don't have something to write about. It is soul-crushing because you put your yourself, it's you. Yourself is in that, in, the, in, in being an artist, and then you don't feel like that anymore part of your identity fucking dies Uh, oh no part of your identity dies when you can't write um and i think (sighs) i think the same with the post-release part like you have to now like you've your your identity has been so tied up with that project and now that project is no longer yours. It is out there in the world and you can't keep polishing it. You have to now reinvent yourself once again. That's fucking scary as hell. So maybe don't finish it. <laughs> maybe just keep going. Maybe just keep going. Uh, there we go. I should have wrapped all that up in a nice little analogy and that way I could... Um, I, know, I guess I did with the, soul, with the sense of self thing. By my course. <laughs> If I ever start selling courses to people, um, uh, I don't know what you what to do to me, but do something. I don't want you to kill me, but like, give me a slap around. Just ring me up and say, "Oi, dickhead, uh, you're becoming a bit like all those uh, scammers um, and hustlers online that you hate so much. Um, you're not really holding frame, my dude." I'm like, "Oh Jesus, that's why women don't love me anymore." Uh, <laughs> fun that was fun i think that was a good little i think it was a good little discussion i think i had a good time i think i had a good time i figured out some stuff i figured out some stuff for myself and hopefully it helped you as well when do you finish when is the art finished there's your tagline there's your title um i get worried that i'm going to run out of topics for this podcast but then i always end up rambling on for 40 minutes or so it's helpful that I'm out and about talking with people. That's going to be the thing. If I ever stay home all the fucking time, I'm fucked. Then it's going to become political nonsense. 
uh, I'll just be rambling on about socialism and uh, and, <laughs> and Andrew Tate getting charged. <laughs> Dickhead. God damn, what a fucking idiot. God, I love these. Uh, I love these fucking right-wing pundits that are going down at the moment for stupidity. Like, they're so bad. They do dumb... They do crimes, but then they brag about the crimes publicly, publicly and then they get done for it because they get proven because they fucking out, outed themselves, and they're like, oh, no, this is fucking bullshit. This is a witch hunt. I'm like, no, mate, you, <laughs> you committed the crime, and then you talked about it publicly, and then we got you got done for it. Oh, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. That's the most annoying part about all of it. Same with Trump. <laughs> is he just fucking going around? These are very illegal documents. You shouldn't be seeing these illegal documents. I can't declassify them. I can't declassify them. Like, well, then you've you've done a crime. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You just said that you did a crime, and now we're going to charge you for that crime. No, 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 no. You completely misunderstand. Anyway, all right, that's the podcast. That's a great fucking place to <laughs> Please uh, like. Where is this uploading? Spotify. I never remember how to do this because it's on Spotify and other places like that. Um, uh, comment if that's a a possibility on this whatever platform you're listening to. Um, message me on Instagram if you enjoy this episode. Um, and send me topics that you want me to talk about. Um, send me voice memos so I can insert them in and then we can okay, have a little bit back and forth like that. That'd be fun. Um, just send me shit. Just send me shit. Um, subscribe to my Patreon if you like my shit. If you want to help me uh, pay for my bills through art. Um, rather than going to my job, you know? Help me live my dream. Help me live my dream. All right, now the music's coming up. I've managed to ramble on long enough that the music's going to start. That's so fucking good. This is the way I keep hitting the same time every time. It's amazing how I do that. I'm so bloody brilliant. <laughs> fucking see ya!